Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, he is the host of the Jerry Cal- the Callahan Show on Twitter, but the Jerry Callahan Show on Newsmax. You know him from writing for years and years for the Boston Herald, and uh, before that for sport. Uh, Sports Illustrated. I forgot actually how to pronounce it, Jerry, because SI is so gone from being the king to so irrelevant these days. It is true. It is it's just out of sight, out of mind. No one even re- no one even thinks about it anymore. And nobody even sad. picks up the swimsuit edition because they only have like fat people, trans people, <laughs> old <laughs> women. Like, but they were ahead of the curve. They were out. They were. They had a trans guy in a bikini like you know five years ago before it was trendy. They were in. They were way ahead of us. What are they freaking think? It's so disappointing that like the sports world went so woke. ESPN, Disney, and all these people—it's just so freaking so disappointing. It's like the only thing, the only good news I've heard in the last like few weeks on the, you know, make America what it used to be again is like that Portnoy is in charge of Barstool again. That's like to me, that's like a tiny glimmer of something good. I guess maybe they'll start having coeds. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure how it affects me or no. you, but no. it's a good thing, I guess. I I I feel I was feel like I was one of those last people that subscribed to lots of magazines. I used to subscribe to I don't know five or six, and one by one they just mm-hmm. they just turned their back on me. And it was the Sports Illustrated after 40 years they had a issue. It wasn't even the the trans guy in the uh, in the swimsuit issue. They had a cover that scolded you if you didn't follow the WNBA. It's the headline was <laughs> why aren't you why aren't you watching the WNBA? And the whole story is like, what's wrong with you? And I said, enough of this. That they don't, It's not for me anymore. I cancel after 40 years. I was reading Runner's World, and they had a cover with a big fat black woman <sighs> saying, you know, uh, people, why do people not think I'm a runner? And they had a whole story about <laughs> black women and, and who, who run and don't and get ignored or whatever. And then I canceled that. And then Men's Health, I subscribed for years. Last week, or last month, they had a tribute, like a like a glowing tribute to Jamie Raskin, 
what a hero he is standing oh. up to power. <laughs> and I said, I'm done with that. I am down to golf digest. That's all I got. got. I, used have, I used to have a mailbox full of I used to Esquire and GQ and you name it. And one by one, I just said, these, these I'm not I'm not their audience anymore. They have all gone woke, super liberal. Can you imagine thinking that your audience wants to see a glowing tribute to Jamie Raskin, yeah. one of the biggest snakes in Congress, the guy that uh, led the charge mm -hmm. against the 20, 2016 election, now calling all these election deniers, threats to democracy, just one of the biggest frauds in the world. And they want you to think he's some kind of friggin' hero. That's not, you know, that's not for me. If you want to write that, fine, but I'm done with you. And I love to tell them why. I cancel, I want them to ask why, and I tell them why. Good. That's great. I'm all for that. I, I I don't I don't I guess I get the Wall Street Journal, which is a good editorial well, page. Not in not in print. Well, well, not in print. I get nothing in print anymore. Certainly not anything uh belong certainly not the Herald. The Herald is done and or the Lowell Sun. And certainly nothing that's that's part of that hedge fund. Um they're just but, all... Yeah, but we give money to the Wall Street Journal and we give money to National Review and that's like it. That's the only You mean yeah. Jerry Callahan Oh you're you're not on oh, locals are, anymore. No, we are well we we had been paying Jerry on locals. I think we still do. Well, we there do you not. go. There you go. So that's that's that. So Jerry, I wanted to give you condolences. Speaking of sports, uh, the U.S. women's um, soccer team has uh, unfortunately been dis has has been uh, eliminated has eliminated from contention. And uh, it, what was your emotion when you found that Megan Rapinoe oh, was weeping after that uh, match? It was heartbreak. It was heartbreak. And it was sad enough that they lost, but poor Megan had to be the GOAT. I mean, what a way to go out. What a, I, I don't think I've ever seen a team that represented America that had more Americans rooting against it, including yep. former you know, women's soccer teams in the past. This one, because she was the leader, because she was so obnoxious, because they continued to sit and, and bitch about this country. Uh, I think people were thrilled to see them lose and it couldn't have happened to a better, better woman to see yep. uh, Megan choke. Megan didn't belong on the team. She wasn't good anymore. And she, that's why she was on the bench a lot. And she was in the shootout and she on the penalty kicks and she just airmailed one that she, she's supposed to score easily on that. She choked, they lost and everyone <laughs> just enjoyed the hell out of it. I did. I, I usually root for the U. Oh, I always root for the U.S. I just don't root for people who don't like the U.S. I can't do that. The hell with them. It was glorious. Plus, we all had to. We all got the chance to say we don't. We don't really like soccer anymore. You know, when they win, you have to pretend <laughs> to like soccer. Yeah, that shot sucked, Jerry. I, I am not a jock, but that shot just blew. I can't believe. I mean, what an embarrassment. That was fantastic. Well, and I like the shaming from people who don't even like the country in the first place, saying like, oh, all these so-called patriots are happy to see the U.S. I'm not obligated to root for the U.S. women's no. national team. I'm not obligated to watch any soccer at all. It's a free country. You know, they're the ones who are choosing to be on the U.S. national team and trash the U.S. every day. I don't, I didn't sign up for anything. I don't I'm not obligated to like them. You know what? They could be, Alice. They could be heroes. They could be everybody's favorite team. If they stood up for their country, you could be a liberal and even dye your hair purple. But if you went out there and, and celebrated the country you come from, which is the greatest country in the world, especially for uh, strong women, you know, you're playing other countries where women aren't allowed to, you know, show their faces or yes. wear shorts or maybe, you know, attend a game. They're not allowed to. And that's why there's only like 17 teams in the whole world from women. 
and there's hundreds for men because many countries don't allow them. Mm-hmm. So you play for the U.S. where you not only get uh, get the chance to play in the World Cup, but you get equal pay to the men who bring in <laughs> ten times more revenue. So you should be the you should love this country more than anyone yes. and celebrate this country more than anyone. And you should go out there and say we're going to export this freedom for women. This is going to be our thing. We're going to we're going to shame these other countries that don't have women's rights like we do and we're going to talk about what a great country we come from and they do the exact opposite they talk about whatever uh you know the, the trans rights or gay rights or something it's the it's the freest place in the world for trans people gay people yes. for lesbians like you hell the big star the one making all the money getting all the attention she's a, a, a an old lesbian with a you know uh, with a wife mm-hmm. she comes from this country couldn't do that. There's as Rich, yes. Rick and Rick Cornell always points out. There's 60 countries where it's illegal to be gay. There's nine countries where they execute gay people, and she goes in front of those countries and 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 talks about all the troubles from in the United States, all the problems in the United States. It's disgusting. She's disgusting, and yeah. it's great to see her lose. Totally agree. Plus, they're all these these soccer players come from towns like Wellesley and Dover and West Hartford. Right. These are always privileged people, just so freaking spoiled. God, into begging scratch to get equal pay when they're not earning it on merit? Where the freak is people, where's pride anymore? I mean, actually, not gay pride, but where is actually pride in yourself where you like don't want dignity? Dignity, right. Yeah, they have no dignity. I mean, it's, it, you think about it. Again, they should be the happiest people in the world. They should love this country more than anything, and they should thank it. I, mean, I get to play soccer and make yeah millions in the case of Megan Rand, millions to play this silly kids game that most of America doesn't give a damn about. She's the luckiest person in the world. Yep. They did a tribute to her at ESPN. There's a great divide. People like us, we, we can't stand the sight of her, but ESPN still loves her, celebrates her. Joe Biden gave her a Medal of Freedom last year. Medal of Freedom. <laughs> purple-haired soccer player. Uh, but ESPN did a three-minute tribute to her, and the narrator, this is hard-hitting journalism, the narrator was her wife, oh. Sue Bird. She's royalty so, in Connecticut. No. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's fantastic. But there is like, it, with this, and I don't know if it's millennials or whatever, there is a spoiled brat thing where these people, like Jamel Hill, his, who's got uh-huh. no talent, unless I'm missing it, who keeps getting big gigs and complaining about how she's victimized and how this is a racist country. It's like, man, is it, are things so good that we're having to create false uh, yes 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 people are so oppressed so oppressed tom and i were talking about this yesterday on our show about the writer's strike billy porter the guy who's always wearing a dress at every red carpet premiere and played the fairy godmother in amazon's new cinderella he's complaining that he's having he has a net worth of five million dollars and he's complaining he apparently has to sell his house because he lives paycheck to paycheck because of the writer's strike it's rough and you know what it's I, I think of this all the time. The people that, if, if you're a good liberal, you can do anything and survive. You can, you'll you'll get another job, another gig. Jamel Hill, Bamani Jones, these people they, they've been they've failed at every medium. They they get no ratings. She she failed in, in TV and radio. Bamani Jones has yep. failed in everything, and he just he got a gig at HBO after his show failed on ESPN a couple of times, and then they bitch about whatever. Talk about race. Say, what do you? I mean, if you were me or Shattuck, you'd be done. You know, you fail once or twice, yeah. you're done. But you turn on MSNBC and there's an you know actual news show, 
and the host is Al Sharpton, the co-host is Mike Barnacle. <laughs> Wait a second, that guy, these are disgraced people. They, they have no credibility. This is a world-renowned plagiarist yes. next to the biggest race hustler, tax cheat liar in the world. And they're on primetime, they're on you know, Morning Joe. You have these people who've just been absolute disgraces. If they were conservatives, they, you would never see the light of day again. You'd never hear from them again. Yes, Jeffrey Tubin brought back to CNN after that, and they not only that, but when they brought him in, they had him sit with a female anchor to dis oh, discuss the incident. <laughs> what you don't you don't get that kind of treatment if you're a conservative. That you're just done. You get you know you're done. But if you're Jamel Hill, you just keep getting one after another, getting paid gigs. I mean, there was a story in the New York Times about Bill Simmons. And of course, Bill Simmons, he got intimidated and nervous about him not having enough black people at his company. So the next day he hires Jamel Hill, gives her a podcast. No one listened. She had no listeners. You know, she nobody knew it, but it didn't matter. He threw some money at her, said, you got a podcast? Look, I got a black woman, a crazy liberal black woman. You know, aren't I enlightened? Hoping the New York Times wouldn't do that again. Hoping he had... Uh, uh, you know, done yeah. what he was, what they wanted him to do, and hired one of these angry black people that just deal in, in, in grievance. That's all, you know, and 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 race you know, grievance. That's it. That's all they deal. If you're Bamani or, or Jamel Hill, that's all you got. You know, you but got. You can no never talent. win. Yeah, you right. can never win with uh, trying to satisfy these activist groups that try and pressure you into doing this stuff. It is never enough. Mm. And once they know they've got you, once they taste blood because you go out and hire them for consulting, like you've just signed right. up for a lifetime more of grief from them because right. they'll never stop. Your, your organization is never going to be unproblematic. They'll work right through your organization until there's nothing left of it and you yeah. go under. And it's true. I mean, you think you have metrics. You say, look, you have no ratings. You have no viewers to Bamani or to Jamel. It doesn't matter. They say, you you know, yeah, but you haven't given us a chance yet because I'm black. You're not going to give me a chance. And you're right. You cannot win when you bring someone on like that who just that's all they have to offer is more racial grievance. Yeah. But most of these, even the conservative, Jerry, a conservative news outlet that both you and I worked for, um, we were the management got very worried that there were no black editors. And I tell you, Jerry, if you, if a black guy had walked in the seaport district and we had seen him, we would have dragged him in the building and made him an editor. And really it was that almost that it's, it's incredible. We were just looking for anybody because they were afraid. The ownership was afraid. I, I, I sat with an editor one time, sports editor at the Herald, great guy, but he was an old school liberal. It was old, you know, from New York, but he, you know, he, he was a great editor and he put together a good, good sports section. And he sat, I sat with him as he went through all these resumes and he goes, I can't, I gotta find a black guy. I'm going to have to. And uh, he just saw these great resumes. If they weren't black, he says, you know, I, I have to. And he ended up hiring a black guy and he's a great guy, but uh, not a great writer. Mm -hmm. And, but all that mattered, he says, they ha I have to have a black guy. And it's funny because you sit there and, and, and the Boston Globe used to pressure the radio station that I worked for and say, Oh, they don't have any black guys, but the, and even though we did, you know, even though we had Michael Holler, we had yep. uh, Larry Johnson, the other station had no black guys at all. 
But that, that was okay because they didn't have any conservatives, outspoken conservatives. So they targeted us. <laughs> they said we didn't have enough black guys or they weren't in prime time or they weren't in drive time. Look at all the white guys. The other station was all white guys, all white guys. Uh-huh. But that was okay because they didn't have any conservatives. And the, so they weren't the a target for the Boston Globe. It's really, it's has really nothing to do with race. It's all about politics and ideology in the end. Isn't Oh, yeah. And I mean, the irony being that especially as the entire journalism industry has like crashed and burned, there's no money in, you know, working at newspapers, print newspapers anymore. So the only people who are really doing it are these incredibly privileged people. You look at mm-hmm. people like Taylor Lawrence, it's like trust fund right. kids who are doing it as activists. The only people who are going to work at these places are absolutely coming from incredibly privileged backgrounds because Nobody else can possibly afford to do it at the salaries yeah. that they pay. Also, and, I mean, you they're know, also just, they're not real newspapers. They're not businesses anymore. They're they are just vanity projects for yeah. billionaires. I mean, the Boston Globe, the Washington Post, the New York Times, Atlantic Magazine. They're owned by rich people who are losing money, but they have a lot of money. So like, like Jeff Bezos lost $100 million on the Washington Post last year, paying people like Taylor Lorenz. He doesn't care. He's got whatever it is, three hundred billion. So he just buys the paper for yeah. the influence, and you know it becomes this this ideological rag that has really you know no credibility as a journalistic uh, yeah. entity. Same with the New York Times. Same with, of course, the Boston Globe is a national joke. It's owned by John Henry. He bought it for a, as a plaything for his trophy wife, and then she just does you know she does handles her personal grievances and blows <laughs> kisses to her friends in the newspaper they you know it helps them get real estate deals done because they'll kiss the ass of the mayor or local representatives and then those mayors or representatives will do their bidding when they're trying to do a big real estate project in the Fenway so it's not a newspaper and I don't you know I mean people who work there aren't journalists they're just activists working for this this very wealthy liberal woman and, and it's her little toy. Well, the, in not just activists, but very mobile activists. These people have motivated. The, the, you're, the, who's the lady who went after you guys, uh, the editorial? Shirley Leung. Shirley Leung. She's Leung, calling yeah, sponsors, Shirley. intimidating sponsors. Not only is that very effing unethical and unheard of in journalism that you would do that, but it may be even illegal to be to be threatening you know, de facto threatening sponsors. Like, why would you? Why would you uh, advertise with a? Uh, I, mean, I mean, that's that's the, the height of uh, un- uh, you know, hypocrisy. Uh, I mean, it's the definition of unethical. She's just an unethical woman. She's just yes. an immoral person who is pretending to be a journalist, but she's really an activist. She's really an ideologue, and she was literally pretending to be a journalist, harassing advertisers of her competition. Yes. I mean, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that, that'd be unheard of. That, that would never happen. But that's how far the Boston Globe has fallen. And it's become, the, you know, that kind of uh, outfit. It's just an activist organization with a far left political uh, agenda. It doesn't care for, uh, uh, about journalism at all, ever. I mean, that's just yeah. not what they do. Shirley Leung's not a journalist. That's a joke. She's a terrible writer. Nobody reads her, but she can pursue her far left ideology and all. And again, all her racial grievance. Everything's divided along racial lines. 
I mean, that's all she cares about. And she can pretend that maybe it says on her business card that she's a reporter, but everyone knows she's not. I mean, the idea that she's an actual reporter with some kind of standard is, is comical. I mean, yeah, she's she, just a really she, unethical, really bad person. Yes. She worked with um, the then city councilor, Wu, um, when the Herald, when I was at the Herald, and we did, the, the Democrats had thrown a time for themselves and gotten Chinese food with taxpayer money. So we actually put pictures of the Chinese food on the front page of the Herald. We found oh, out right, what they right, ordered. Right. And we had to essentially apologize because Shirley and um, Wu and others came after the Herald. And like, because I, the Chinese is, food box was a dangerous trope. Right, dangerous trope. <laughs> of course, it was literally about Chinese food. We were not allowed to use it. And once you once you give in, and then my, the thing that killed me, and thankfully I, I didn't last too much longer after that, was when our reporters started taking selfies with Liz Warren's dog. And I thought, <laughs> that's freaking it for me, man. This is over. So that's the heartbreaking thing is, and there are, like, guys who are still, you know, Howie never goes in the building, but, like, Howie Carr still exists in, you know, Dwinell exists. People don't know these names. But anyway, there are a couple of the old old-timers who, who would boot have been unheard of? Like even for me, if I had told, if I, if I, if Jules Crittenden had seen that I had a selfie with, with um, Liz Warren's dog, I think that he would have beat the shit out of me, to be honest, and rightfully. <laughs> well, I always, I always say, you know, those things that you that you see, you hear sometimes that, that your kids or grandkids, you got young kids, they'll never believe, you know, they'll never believe that you. Uh, had a phone in your house with a cord on it. You had mm. to stand there. You never had a cell phone. They never, they'll never believe. Like when I was a kid, we had no air conditioning. <laughs> like, they, can, they could never believe that. Or you had three channels or four channels and no remote. And you had to turn the channels and you had to watch. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss people will never believe that the boston globe was once a respected newspaper i mean it, no. generations to come they're going to say what first of all they won't even know it's a newspaper because people don't see it but they'll just think of it as this crazy left-wing you know media like like every other one like salon or mother jones mm -hmm. or whatever that's all it is it's just a left-wing um, website run by ideologue, a very wealthy, a trophy wife, a woman that yep. you know, mar married a billionaire because you know he's because he's a billionaire and mm -hmm. she's uh, she has some fun with it. It's her little toy, but no one's going to believe that the, the Globe used to actually do journalism. Like that, that the thought that the Globe does any journalism is kind of a joke at this point. 
Do you think if John Henry's uh, nightmares about having the street named Yaki have they subsided? Do you think? In- uh, well, that's a good question. He's, I think he still tosses and turns. Because, and know. that was pre George Floyd. That was that was when we were less insane. We were doing things like that. Freaking I, I think that all the time. I jog and I walk by the Yaki. Uh, it's a, a children's museum. Sound like Yaki Charities. Yaki's the most charitable guy in the history of Boston. You know, done more mm. for charity, built more buildings, supported more hospitals. But John Henry decided because he didn't sign Jackie Robinson, which was a disgraceful chapter. But I don't think uh, I, I think uh, he, the thing that he did, the real unforgettable, he hired a GM and Pinky Higgins, who was a, a virulent racist, and you know that that's unforgivable. But at the same time, he has donated hundreds of millions, maybe it's a billion at this point, probably a half a billion to the best causes, built hospitals, wings of hospitals for, for cancer patients. And uh, John Henry wants us to believe seeing his name gives him nightmares. <laughs> seeing the name Yaki gives him nightmares. Well, John Henry on his best day has done, hasn't done nearly as much for charity, for kids, for kids with cancer, mm-hmm. that the Yaki Foundation, I mean, Yaki was dead and gone but the yankee foundation that name has done more good in the city uh than than john henry or linda pizzuti could ever do it's so it's like it's but it gives him nightmares it's disappointing that it like that this country is it, it seems like it's over but that we're ending in such a stupid way <laughs> which brings me to a piece of audio um that alice and i stumbled onto well we it was part of our our broadcast uh podcast that we recorded yesterday with uh, Scott Brown, and I don't know if I had heard this or if I had imagined it, but it's pretty revealing. When you got sworn in as senator, was he like hair sniffing Gale or handsy with Gale, or did I imagine? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him I'd kick the shit up. I told him to stop. So, yeah. So that's uh, that was Scott Brown. Joe Biden made a pass at Gail Huff. Not surprisingly, I'm sure that he that if the daughters were there, that there's stories to tell there too. But can we once and for all? Just admit that this guy is a freaking dirtbag. Joe Biden's a, he's an a-hole. He's an immoral piece of, you know what, he just is. Well, you know what the biggest lie in political, American political history, you think of what's the biggest lie and you think that I did not have sex with that woman or no new taxes, you know, reading my lips. Those are things to be, or you think, you know, uh, Barack Obama, I would say the, the most effective lie was saying you can keep your doctor if you like your plan. He knew that was a lie. He said it anyway yep. as an attempt to uh, pass Obamacare. He succeeded. So it was a very effective lie, but it was a bold-faced lie. I'd put those two. But the biggest lie ever, ever told was Joe, Joe Biden is a decent, compassionate, honorable man. Yep. That's the biggest lie. Joe Biden is a piece of garbage. From a garbage family, and he always has been. That's the thing. That's why, that that's what the media in this country, in in Washington, can do. They can propagate a lie for decades, which ends up getting the guy elected president. And and I guess all, the whole country knows by now at this point, except Mike Barnacle, who said Joe, said the other day Joe Biden doesn't get enough tra- credit for being a decent person. <laughs> He's not. I was after Claire McCaskill said. Claire McCaskill said he's guilty of one thing: loving his son. So he, I mean, they, obviously these are just liars and, and plagiarists. But when you think about it, this, that that's how he got to where he's going because the media sold people on this lie that he's just a regular guy, decent, compassionate family man. He's anything 
but anything but that. He's just a really, really bad guy. He's not only yep. a bad guy, Tom. He's a bad father, mm-hmm. as we've seen. He took his crack addicted son, sent him around the world with a to to rake in the cash for his family. He's a bad grandfather. We know that because he doesn't count all his grandkids until the polls got so bad that he had to do it. All right. And plus, I don't know. When you're showering with your daughter, I think it's you know, it's. <laughs> Brings you down a notch or two, but really bad guy. I mean, really bad person. When you think about it, he's looking at his watch when the bodies come home yep. from Afghanistan. 13, you know, warriors get blown up because of his negligence, because he wanted to go. He got these kids killed. Yes. And he didn't have the dignity to meet the parents and 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 be honest with them and apologize and take responsibility. Instead, he lied over and over again saying his son died in combat yeah i, I couldn't believe that earlier this week when the mother testified in uh, in san diego and said he went up to her and said i know how you feel my son came home in a flag red coffin if you would lie to a gold star mother a day after 24 hours after she learned her son her 20 year old son got killed got blown up by suicide bomber because of you if you would lie to her You'd lie to anybody. Jeez. I mean, if you would, if you would have no compunction, no, no reservation, you would say that kind of lie to a grieving gold star mother. What wouldn't you do? Jeez. I mean, what, what? At what point is there a moral compass, a moral line in your heart, in your mind, yeah. where you say, "I can't go there"? He is. I'm not kidding. He has to be the worst person. Yes, the worst human being to ever occupy the Oval Office. Yeah. And like even pointing out that the border patrol saying that they were strapping people, you know, whipping right. Haitians and f you, like how dare you destroy those guys' freaking lives because you can't handle a border? God, he's a just a... he has zero compassion, zero de- decency in his heart. He does not care about anybody else. I mean, from from Tara Reid to the Gold Star mothers, I mean, to the people of East Palestine, mm. he doesn't have a heart for anybody. I mean, he is out to make money and, and, and gain power. I mean, that, that's what he yeah. is. He is the worst, the worst kind of politician, the worst kind of leader. He's a, he's a narcissist. That's why he's running again. I mean, if he weren't such a narcissist, he would realize that he's cognitively shot and he's unfit <laughs> for office and he would step aside and whatever, let Kamala take over or Gavin Newsom. But he's just such a narcissist that he thinks Someone once said this of Bill Clinton. It's kind of the definition of narcissism. Bill Clinton thinks when he dies, the world ends. You know, like we're all just yeah. here. Part of it. That's what Joe Biden thinks. Like that his him he he is more important than the country. So he'll run again, even though he's completely unfit for the job. And he he doesn't care if he gets you know senile dementia while in office, falls down, whatever, dies. He doesn't care. It's about him. Not yep. about this country. By the way, add a uh, bad dog owner to the list. Good <laughs> one. That's an excellent one. That's how you know, guy. The guy. Actually, those aren't dogs. Those are props. Those aren't. They were never really his dogs. They were just there as part of the yeah. show. Look at me. I got a. I got a German Shepherd. I. He doesn't. I mean, remember he we, said we he love your walking, dog, sir. Remember that, Jerry? When he when he was walking naked in the shower and he grabbed yeah. his dog's tail. Who, 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 what dog owner grabs their tail? Nobody does that. Nobody, I mean, <laughs> you grab a dog, you know, you don't even know anything about dogs, let alone owner. If you think it's appropriate to grab their tail, yeah, while you make it in the shower, I guess is, I guess it gave his daughter a break. Get her out of, get her out of the shower. But. Well, the props are mauling the staff is the problem now. 
I think that's what kind of dog intact 10 secret services. <laughs> what kind of dog do you keep around to the 10th person it bites? 10th. Yeah. Usually it, it bites two or three. You say, we got to get rid of this dog. Well, it goes back to the narcissism training. Everybody else has to get rid of their dog when it starts biting people, but yeah. not the Bidens because they're too important. They just have dogs that bite people and it doesn't matter. And they just go, everyone just pretends it's normal. They pretends they're just, oh, yeah, they're just a normal family. I, I, that's the one thing that drives me insane when I hear people in the media say, oh, he's a good man, a good family man, just loved his family. Yeah. I mean, he's anything but that. I mean, he's a terrible, terrible family man, as we can see, but because he's got a terrible family. How many of those stories that start with Joey do you think are true, Jerry, by the way? Like oh, there's all, there's all those uh, tells, a lot of tells. He's how you know he's lying when he says, it's the truth. I'm serious. If he says, yep, that's right. No joke. No, if he says no joke, he's about to lie or he just lied. If he says, if he, if, if he uh, uh, mentions his mother or father, he's mm -hmm. about to lie. Like my father, the, but the, my favorite, one of my favorite lies is to him and his father when he was a kid, 1959, <laughs> saw two guys kissing and his father said, Joey, that's just love. They just love each other, Joey. So in 1960, a, you know, whatever, a 50 year old you know guy in Pennsylvania, a still whatever he calls him, a minor, he was a car salesman, but he lies and says he was a minor. Saw two guys kissing. And said they just love each. That's love, Joey. He so would, they supported that. He'd be as a statistical anomaly, that's for sure. If that story uh, were Tucker true. Carlson says there was a better chance that Joe Biden threw a bottle at them. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> young Joe, even today, if Joe Biden saw that, he'd say, "Look at those freaks! Oh, Get a Rome or something." <laughs> the idea that he was in favor of gay marriage when he was in high school is just so silly. So who are you liking for the Republican nomination now? So you uh, you had been more leaning towards DeSantis, I know, but I was a big DeSantis guy. I'm not giving up. I'm going to wait for the debate. It's really disappointing to me because I I don't buy into this that how, how DeSantis screwed everything up. Give me one example of what he screwed up. Here's here's what he did. He became he got he was a threat to uh, uh, to Trump, and by the way, a threat to the media. They hate him too. So he kind of got gang they ganged up on him. yes the media hates which knows he's a threat to their guy biden and trump which he's considered him a threat so they trump spent 20 million dollars spent more attacking DeSantis than he did supporting the candidates in the last election and then the media of course they hate him because he took on disney and he you know took on the radical you know lbgq mob in florida so they hate him so he got, you know, just a nonstop barrage of negative press mm -hmm. and it uh, it hurt. But I'm telling you, you know, Trump might <laughs> Trump could end up in prison. Yeah. That's why they're all there's so many people in this race, because they all sit there with <laughs> Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, yeah. Mike Pence. They say, well, you know, obviously Trump's run away with it, but he could end up in prison. You know, here's yeah. I can't come up with a way that Trump doesn't either end up in prison or the White House. I can't. I, I mean. Those are the only two things. I think you're right. Like, so if he doesn't, well, I, obviously he's heading to the nomination. So he gets a nomination. If he doesn't beat Biden or Gavin Newsom, they put him in prison. If he does beat them, he pardons himself and he stays and he stays in the White House or he returns to the White House. I can't see how he loses 
and stays out of prison. No way. You know, He's going to win from prison. They're never going to stop him. Yeah, the more you see the polling, it seems to me that that's what mostly what the DeSantis campaign is guilty of for all the Twitter brouhaha over how incompetent the campaign's been. It seems mostly like why he's losing is because Trump keeps getting indicted. Yes. Which is not really his fault. Every time Trump gets indicted, but I I hate this idea like Trump says, oh, he's got no personality. Oh, he's got no charisma. You know what? I don't care. I don't want that. You know what? I don't want charisma right now. I want things to get. First of all, I'm going to stop Biden. And secondly, I want to get things done. I want to fire people. I want the day yes. one. I want Chris Ray fired. You know, I want Merrick Garland indicted. I want Fauci in prison. Yes. But the guy who seems like he could actually do things and not just say them is DeSantis. He's done it in Florida. He did it yesterday. Fired another Soros prosecutor. Yes. You know, yeah. I mean, to me, that's what I would like to see at a federal level. I want to see him do in, you know, and maybe he'll do it in 2028. But I'm not giving up on him. I like I like Ramaswamy. He's you know obviously he's a kind of a surrogate for Trump and yeah. doing Trump's bidding. But uh, a lot of energy, smart as hell, and it's refreshing to hear a guy you know who's can 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 put a sentence together in this day and age. It's uh, he's 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 a good addition. He brings a lot of energy to the whole scene. So we'll see what happens in uh, two weeks at that debate. I think Trump should be there, but I think he will be there. But we talked to Michael Graham. He thinks he's going to be there just because he needs money because he's spending so much on lawyer fees, and he can, uh, he can. Um... Don't you think he could counter program with a big rally somewhere? Yeah, I would think so, but uh, who knows? Maybe the Fox platform will, will, will do something. I, I would think so. I would think that the he second just... debates, second debates, Fox also Fox Business. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. I would think Trump would up. just want to not miss the attention, although he's he, last time around in 2016, he started bailing on debates, too. So maybe, to, you know, when you got 17 guys on stage, I just want him there to see him go at Christie and Christie yes. go at him and just destroy Mike Pence. What does Christie say and say it to my face? Calling him Mike fat. Pence is the most pathetic presidential candidate I think I've ever seen. That ad where he's pretending to pump gas, and I mean, like, no one supports him. Everyone, even if you hate Trump, who likes Mike Pence? He's just so uninspiring. And Trump will just go at him and just destroy him. Christie Trump would be interesting. Hopefully, they'll be near each other, and hopefully, the moderators will let them fight. Yeah. If Trump well, what's Christie going to do when Trump calls him a fat bastard, and he's going to? What's Christie going to do? Fight him? Trump can win <laughs> that fight. Christie is. It does not have a good center of gravity. <laughs> no, no. I love that. Like the, the, the Chrissy saying, just say it to my face. I'm yeah. like, I'm pretty sure he's going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> get ready for it. He doesn't have a big problem insulting people <laughs> to their face. They're going to just overshadow everyone else. That, that North Carolina, North Dakota guy, the Florida, the Miami mayor, all those people are going to be up there. Hell, Perry Johnson's going to be on stage. Who's that? He's this... Kind of this rogue candidate. He's a businessman. He's got this plan, 2%. He wants to cut 2% of the budget. He oh, kind geez. of looks like a car, you know, like a used car salesman. He's going to be on stage. Perry Johnson qualified. So it's going to be hard to focus on these two heavyweights, you know, these two Godzilla and King Kong types yeah. with Christie and uh, Trump. Republican... But uh, it'd, be, it'd be fun. It'd be good TV. The Republican Party needs to learn something from the Democratic Party because they just... It... They have people polling at like 20 percent. They're just like, nope, we're not holding a debate. Not happening. We're not having it. It's a good point. Alice, think of that. If Trump sits this one out, he can't attack Biden for for wimping out on debates. You know, he can't. Mm -hmm. He loses that card. You know, 
Biden's obviously hiding. He's a coward. He won't uh, debate RFK. I mean, I, I understand why he couldn't debate RFK. He's not smart enough. He's not quick enough. He's not articulate enough. I mean, he can't debate anybody at this point. I mean, he was terrible two years ago, three, whatever it was, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Imagine him against, imagine, picture if Vivek, someone, Vivek against Biden in a debate, or or DeSantis against Biden in a debate. Anybody, he can't debate anybody. Even if he has Chris Wallace there as his you know right-hand man, his wingman, Biden couldn't debate, you know, you or me or, or you know, a, a, your, your kids. Your no. youngest could, I mean, he couldn't do it. He's incapable. Yeah. Do you even think, if the media's there to help him. Do you think he even gets that far? Do you think he's the nominee? No, I don't. I no. Don't. I mean, I look at him. You saw him out there at the Grand Canyon wandering aimlessly, <laughs> touching the weather chick, the weather lady's breasts. That's and, right. That's right. I, I don't know if you picked up on this. We talk about it today. If it, uh, I, think, uh, I think Jesse Waters brought it to my attention, but... He said when she was grilling him on climate change and all that, yeah, because we spent $368 billion on a climate change facility. <laughs> He's, everyone's like, what? what? We spent $368 billion on a climate change facility. You can get the sound. He said it to the Weather Channel lady. I'm like, what? <laughs> Most normal. That was a normal president or politician. Everyone would be asking to explain. What are you talking about? Where is this place? It must be really nice. <laughs> billion must be really nice. Where is it? Like in the desert? Where? But he just says things, and people say, "Well, his mind is shot. They can't hold him to it." You know. So yeah, you're telling me two years, well, a year and a half from now, he's going to be no. He's going to be worse. Two years from now, three years from now, 84, 85, 86. Yeah. I mean, there are some sharp eighty-five-year-olds. He's not going to be one no. of them. Feinstein is sharper than he is at this point. No, and his mouth is agape now more than it ever has been. So when he made the the breast grab for the lady under the uh, the ruse of saying there's a fly on her chest, he looked confused then. Even when he was feeling Longoria, where he got a wholesome feel grope in, (laughs) he still looked fairly lost. So he is all done. Jerry Callahan, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody should be listening to Jerry Callahan, the Jerry Callahan Show. Follow Jerry Callahan Show on Twitter at the Callahan Show and follow Jerry Callahan, Jerry Callahan. Jerry, thanks so much. Thank you, Shattuck. Thanks, Alice. Have a have a uh, good uh, whatever. Where have you gone? Where are you going on your vacation? Anywhere good? Ver- Vermont. Yep. Vermont. See Bernie That's Sanders good. in the in the shadows of his mansions. He'll fit in up there, man. Good. You know, get the you get the Vermont look going. You could be a hippie. That's you right. I'm, I'm, I've turned, Jerry. I'm going full uh, Ben and Jerry's uh, trans flavors. <laughs> I, I noticed the Ben and Jerry's pop, but good, that's a good career move. As I tell you, young people, they want to get in this business and survive. Go woke, man. Go liberal, because uh, there's no room for uh, independent thought. Just get in line. You know, that's how to do it. No kidding. Thanks, man. I'll right, see you guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.